Welcome to the Millionaire Cookbook. I'm your host, Mohammed Sabri, and I'm looking to provide you with a million dollars worth of value in a single podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Millionaire Cookbook. This is episode two, and actually the very first solo podcast on this entire thing. And I thought, why not make the first solo podcast my story? So where I was before entrepreneurship, uh, what I went through, where I am now, etc., etc. Obviously, this podcast isn't about me. It's about providing as much value as possible to the listener. So, you know, hopefully you can get some value out of this. Some of you might relate to the story. Some of you might be inspired by it. And it might even answer some of your questions about me because I do get a few questions here and there about, you know, my schooling, my work, etc., etc. So I don't want to make this intro too long. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Hopefully you get some value out of this and enjoy the episode. All right. So before I start, I just want to mention a few things. So first thing is a disclaimer I just want to say that I'm not responsible for any choices people might make out of this episode. I'm not responsible for any kids in school that run to their parents and say, Oh, but Mo Sabri did this, this and that. I'm not responsible for any of that. Um, This is all just based off of my experience. This is just my story. I'm not saying that you should copy me. I'm just saying, you know, get as much value as possible, as much inspiration as possible. And, you know, some of you might even relate to this. And yeah, that's really all I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying copy me. I'm not saying this is the way to do stuff. This is just the way I did stuff, okay? And another thing is, for the solo podcast, I don't have a script on me. I'm just kind of going on the top of my head. I do have some bullet points written down about, you know, what to talk about. So from there, you know, I'll just be reading over them and I'll kind of just be rambling away. So, you know, I don't have a script. This is all top of my head. And yeah, with that being said, I'm just going to start first with where I'll begin, which is in high school. So and which part of high school specifically, it would be grade 11. So it would be my second last year of high school. And during that year, that's kind of, you know, where I found what I liked and disliked the most about, you know, education, careers, all that stuff, okay? I realized that tending to a schedule that wasn't set by me, I just don't perform that way because for me, I've always been a night owl, okay? Anyone who knows me knows I'm a night owl. I, I stay up the very late hours and... I sleep up until like noon to midday. You know, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, if it works for you, if it works for you, you know, for me, when I stay up, yeah, sure, you know, I'll have I'll have some fun if I have some free time. I'll I'll play some video games with my friends, I'll watch some YouTube videos, whatever. But majority of that time I'm behind the computer screen, okay? So if you are a night owl, if you are gonna be staying up late at night, make it productive, okay? There's no point in staying up all night if you're just going to be, you know, just entertaining yourself the whole time, okay? So obviously, you know, being a night owl, I'd sleep at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and I'd have to get up super early for school. The bus came at like 8 a.m., and I'm telling you, I would (laughs) 
I'd wake up like 10 minutes before the bus, okay? I'd wake up. All I'd do is go brush my teeth, put on some clothes, and I'd run to the bus. And when I say run, I mean literally run. There was no time to walk to her or else I'd be missing it. So that was the first thing, okay? Because I'm not setting my own schedule, I'm tending to a schedule set for me. I just don't roll like that. For me, I have to set my own working hours, my own sleeping hours, my own eating hours. That was the first thing. The second thing, I cannot sit still for longer than 30 minutes to an hour. It's just impossible for me. And these classes at school, they'd last 75 minutes, I believe it was. 75 minutes, you can't... Obviously, there's people out there, but for majority of people, and for me at least, some of you can relate to this, I cannot sit still for that long and focus deeply for that long. After a certain amount of time, you're going to be daydreaming, you're going to be fiddling. Your attention span isn't made to focus that deeply for that long. And another thing too, as humans, we're not meant to be sitting all damn day. We need to get up. So for me, for instance, what I'm doing right now is I'll work in a block of anywhere from 30 to 50 minutes. And then I'll take five to 10 minutes to just get up, stretch, um, you know, pace around the room. That's the way I do stuff. In school, I did not have that luxury. And obviously, my focus was just, it was gone. Another thing too, I'm that person that I have to enjoy what I'm doing in order to put in 110% effort. And obviously, with formal education, I didn't like a lot of the subjects. Okay, I did well in, you know, in gym class, in fitness class, in foods and nutrition. I did decent in English because I'm good at writing, but everything else I just did terrible in in that course. So, you know, if I'm not, if I don't care for something, then I'm just not going to put in effort. It's that simple. And I'm not saying if I'm bad at, if I'm bad at something, but I care about it, then I will put in effort. Like all the stuff I'm doing right now in terms of my line of work, I wasn't good at them. I was terrible. I, you know, constant rejections for, you know, business meetings. When it comes to trading, I just lose trade after trade after trade, you know, I, I, but I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the process, but you know, I don't want to dive into those right now. I'm focused on high school right now. So that's when I kind of realized like, okay, all these things put together, I cannot be in a formal work environment. I cannot go to your, you know, typical nine to five. I can't wake up early in the morning, have my breakfast, sit in traffic, considering, you know, I have to take the highway for my job, obviously. But, you know, I just can't wake up early in the morning, sit there for eight hours. And by the way, I'm pretty sure for most of these jobs, you're not actually working for eight straight hours. A lot of them are meetings. A lot of them, you know, it's just a whole lot of sitting around. I could be wrong, but some of the jobs I've heard, that's kind of what goes on. You know, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you're not focused the entire time. There's a whole lot of filter. Or sorry, not filter. There's a whole lot of filler within those hours. So that's just another thing. So, yeah, and like all the career paths that came out of high school or college, I just they didn't interest me okay like marketing yeah i'm interested in marketing but a lot of the courses 
I have to take, like, you know, calculus, functions, all that stuff, it just did not interest me. I cannot sit there and go through that, okay? And because I'm, I can't go through that, I'm not going to get good marks. If I can't get good marks, I'm not going to get into college slash university. If I don't get there, then how the hell is the career even going to work out? So, yeah, high school was kind of the time where I found out that the formal route wasn't for me. The typical route that society sets for you is just not for me. So obviously I had to take an unconventional route, but you know, it didn't end there. I did decide that, you know, I do want to do online fitness coaching. That was kind of what I set for myself when I was 17 years old. And I knew about social media marketing. I knew about online marketing, but you know, in my head, I thought, you know, I still have to go through a post-secondary education. But before I go through that, I kind of just want to go through uh, my graduation story, which, by the way, was, oh, my God, where do I even start? Let's just say that I wasn't supposed to graduate on graduation day. OK, <laughs> what ended up happening was, you know, me graduating depended on two more credits that I had to do. And those credits came in the form of physics and an online data management class because you know, I'm not going to get into technicals, but basically I dropped out of some courses. I had to take something. So I took an online course. So with the physics, the issue with that was I actually had a 41% going into the exam. So somehow I had to bump my markup 9% in a single exam to pass. And, you know, a miracle happened. I ended up passing, you know, thank you to my dad. I know he's listening to this for <laughs> spending that entire week with me, teaching me the material. Well, teaching himself the material to then teach me. So I'm forever grateful for that. So once that was out the way, I had one more issue, which was the online data management course. And the issue with that was, you know, I wasn't taking it through my school board. When you do that with an online course, what ends up happening is you have deadlines every single week. I took this online course through a private institute that still gives you credits for high school. And because of that, you know, these guys do not have deadlines. They just say you have a year and a half to complete this entire course. If you don't complete it, then we kick you out. But obviously, I'm not going to be taking it for a year and a half. I just needed it for that school year. And basically, me being me at the time, I procrastinated it to the absolute maximum. And by that, I mean, I left three entire units, the summative, so like the final project, and the exam, the last like five days leading up to graduation. So like time was ticking. I basically spent like every single day from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. just grinding through these units. And I would literally go to school on zero sleep. I would fall asleep in class. <laughs> it was really that bad. But I ended up finishing all three units. You know, I just sat there. And then when it came to the summative, you know, obviously with data management, the summative was, I'm just going to go through it real quick. The summative for data management was, okay, you come up with a theory or hypothesis, and then you collect data of your own to see if your hypothesis was correct. So my chosen hypothesis was me being the fitness guy, my theory was, does higher body weight correlate with a stronger bench press? And then it tells me, it's like, you need a sample size of like, I think it was like 40 to 60 people. I'm like, hold up. I don't even know 40 to 60 people that work out. So how the hell, like, and I only have like two days left. So what am I going to do? Or what, I don't know if it was two days. It was a few days left. Okay. So I'm like, what am I going to do? But thankfully I actually competed in a powerlifting meet like 
the week or two prior to that. So what I literally did was I just went on that. I took everybody's stats, threw that into the spreadsheet, and then there you go. There's my theory. So I completed that. So came time for the exam. What ended up happening was um, I took it online with a third-party company basically watching my screen, watching my camera, making sure I'm not cheating. And when I click submit, it literally said, thank you for taking the exam. Your mark will be submitted in 48 to 72 hours. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the graduation is in 72 hours. I, I, like, I'm literally racing against time. What ended up happening was I went into school early that day. I ended up... They ended up saying like, you know, sorry, your mark is not processed. You know, you're not graduating today, basically. Even though I had completed the exam, the mark needed to officially process to be counted as a credit. And Lord behold, like another miracle happened on my way home. They ended up saying that my mark actually processed and that, you know, I'm graduating that day. And it was crazy because, you know, I ended up going on the phone with my guidance counselor about this. And wait, we actually called the institute that I was taking the online course on, and they literally like dedicated an entire team to make sure my mark got processed. So <laughs> it was absolutely insane. That's never gonna happen again. Like I've even had the school staff tell me, I think it was the vice principal at the time, he was saying like, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. Like my diploma was literally printing during the ceremony. Like this is the most last minute thing. It was past last minute actually, because the graduation list was due at 9 a.m. that morning. And I got added at 9.15, which was <laughs> absolutely insane. But that's just my high school experience. I think you can tell by now that I wasn't the best student. I was a joy to have in classrooms. You know, the teachers all liked me. But as far as academics go, as far as marks go, I just, no, I was definitely like the worst, one of the worst, if not the worst kid there. So fast forward to post-secondary. I got into college for fitness and health promotion. This was a two-year program. I completed the first year, but, you know, I was doing okay. I think my average was in, like, the low to mid-70s. It was all right. But another issue was, like, I was... I knew I wanted to become an online coach. That's why I even took this program to begin with. So, obviously, I was doing research at the time. And, you know, obviously, I ran into, like, personal branding, building credibility. So, I ended up opening a fitness blogging website. So... Every single week, I would write articles on there and upload them and people would read them. They enjoyed them. And obviously, like, I didn't know anything about outsourcing, building a team. I don't know the technicals that I know now. So I literally built that whole website by myself from scratch using Wix, buying the domain, paying the monthly fee for it, the yearly fee for the domain as well. And I ran that whole website basically by myself. I was a one-man team. I was managing the website managing the newsletter, um, managing the emails, managing the actual articles themselves, the visuals. It was just, it was a lot, but you know, I loved it right now. It's archived. Like it's still there, but my domain is gone, but I don't think, hopefully no one's going to take it. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. I did that for at least half of 2018 at this point. So, you know, the more research I did, the more I got into this like social media or online stuff, I thought like, you know, every credible, well, not credible, but every successful online coach I've seen 
doesn't hasn't even went to post-secondary school. They just were so good at online marketing and social media branding and all that stuff. So that's when I did more and more research. So I thought, all right, I don't think this degree is really going to help me out. I did end up completing that one year, the first year. But I thought, you know, like I could finish that second year, but I'd rather spend that year like learning, really getting into this stuff. And coincidentally, during that time when I was like deciding like, all right, should I drop out? How am I going to drop out? What am I going to do when I drop out? Which, by the way, that entire process took from January 2018. That's like the first time a thought crossed to my mind where I'm like, all right, maybe I want to drop out to May when I actually dropped out. So I took like four months to go through this whole process. And coincidentally, towards the end of that process, I ran into my very first mentor and the first guy I ever bought a course from, Iman Gaji. Shout out to Iman. Go check out his stuff. I know he's not part of this podcast. Hopefully I can have him on one day. But yeah, I ran into Iman on Instagram and I saw in his bio that he's doing free training for social media marketing. I'm like, well, you know, what's the social media marketing stuff? So I intended his free webinar and he basically went over SMMA, which is Social Media Marketing Agency, which is basically selling businesses online and brick and mortar on social media services, which is basically, you know, social media management, Facebook ads, Google ads, anything they need that's online rela- online business related. So I'm like, huh, this is interesting. So I started watching more videos about it. I'm like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. Like, I want to try this out. So what ended up happening was I dropped out of school. Finally, I sent the email to my college saying, you know, I'll be withdrawing from the program. And I just got to work. So I was working at McDonald's at the time. And I was literally the janitor leading up to this. Like, like obviously, I worked in the kitchen for my first, like, two years there but that final year I was just I was literally the janitor (laughs) you know I didn't like it I hated it it wasn't the best but you know I needed money especially because Eman's course was a thousand US dollars so I up my hours from literally three hours a week up until it was between like 25 and 30 hours you know I got scheduled 25 but I'd basically leave whenever the job got done so you know it was more or less 25 five hours, you know, give or take like five hours more or less. And what ended up happening was I actually switched my hours around because me being the night owl that I am, and I like tending to myself, I ended up quitting the whole day job thing. I didn't do any closes. I actually did the overnight shift. So I would clock in at 11pm, five days a week, and I would clock out anywhere between 4am and 6am, I would say, on average. And I did that five times a week. And the whole process was literally like, you know, I clock in, I change all the garbages, I clean up the mess that people left. At 12, when the place closed, that's when I kind of got to work. That's when I like wiped every single table. I mopped the entire place, I cleaned the bathrooms, cleaned the toilets. It was literally awful. I'd change the garbages outside. I'd pick up the litter outside. Overall, like it was quite the experience. Obviously, at the time, I didn't like it, but you know, I learned a lot of lessons and you know, it was still an experience. And not only did I make the money that I wanted for the course, but you know, it taught me a lot about discipline, it taught me all about you know, 
systemizing because I basically created like a whole system where, okay, if I do this, this, and that in this fashion with this speed, I can get out of here like ASAP. So, you know, it taught me a lot. And actually, I'm actually looking at myself. I actually have a picture printed of myself holding the mop in my McDonald's uniform on my desk. This just kind of reminds me of like, you know, where I was before, where I am now. And every time I look at it, I'm like, yo, if you don't keep working, then you will end up back there. So, you know, that's just another funny thing. But yeah, I did that from April 2018. And then I ended up quitting McDonald's in October. So yeah, my hours, it taught me about discipline, me making more money because I was only getting like three hours a week now to get like around 25. I'm obviously getting bigger paychecks. And, you know, with all that money coming in, it taught me how to manage money properly. Like I was very frugal. It taught me how to be frugal, not cheap, but frugal. Like I only bought what I needed. Obviously I treated myself like I've, I go to the outlet with my friends or the mall or whatever. I'll buy something, but you know, 95% of the time or even 99% of the time, I was just frugal with my money, but I still had fun. You know, I went to festivals, I, I went shopping, all that stuff. Yeah, so that was my time as a McDonald's janitor. I ended up quitting in October of 2018. And in October 2018 would have been one month after enrolling in Eman's course. And in that exact same month, I actually signed my first free trial client for the social media marketing agency. It was just basic social media management and, um, you know, writing captions, stuff like that. So I was able to do that just to get a feel of how the work is done, the business model, uh, sales, you know, I wasn't looking to make any money yet. I know like people are against free trials, but it did help me. Okay. And then in November, quite a bit happened. So first, firstly, I actually ended up getting a job in retail at Forever 21. This was just to keep, you know, cash coming in while I'm still working on the business. And as well, I was a sales associate. So, you know, it helped me practice talking to people, selling people on stuff, and just overall interacting with people because I didn't really have that experience working at McDonald's because I was either in the kitchen at the back, so I wasn't interacting with customers, I was doing no customer service. And when I was a janitor, you know, I barely talked to anyone either. You know, people would talk to me, obviously, they'd ask me questions, but, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't customer service work. Let's, let's just keep it that way. And in November as well, that's also when I met my next mentor, Ryan Ramshaw. So shout out to Ryan. You know, I'll try to get him on a podcast as well. I still keep in touch with him to this day, but he basically showed me Upwork because, you know, with Upwork, it's a freelancing website. This is where people pay you for your skills. And obviously my chosen skill was social media management at the time. So, you know, he taught me about that. And the good thing about that is, you know, I was doing the conventional outreach methods, you know, cold calls, cold messages, it got me meetings, but it just, it, it it didn't fit my style. I liked more warm leads because the thing with Upwork is pe people on there, they already want the service. When you're just cold, doing cold outreach, they're just not, you know, you have to get them through two hurdles. The first hurdle would be convincing them on the service and why they need it. The second hurdle would be why they need to hire you for that service on Upwork. They're already over that first hurdle. They know they need it. They're the one who put the post out there on Upwork. Only thing left is to just sell them on you. So that's what happened. I, I learned all about Upwork and started getting to work on there. And also at that time, 
is when I found trading. This is my bread and butter. This is my passion. This is what I fell in love with. Trading. Trading currencies, commodities, you know, the whole financial market. And when I say trading, I'm not talking about, you know, the multi-level marketing pyramid scheme stuff you see all over social media. People DMing you. No, I'm talking like real trading. I'm not affiliated with no company. I just trade by myself. I don't I don't run education. I help people to ask me yes for a price if I see that they're a good foot. But I'm not part, I'm not affiliated with any company, you know. So just want to put that out there before people get the wrong idea because I know that trading has a bad reputation online. But yeah, I got into trading. I ended up opening a demo account for about a week or two just to get, you know, a feel of how things worked. And I deposited my first $100 and... I turned that $100 into $150 in literally just a couple weeks. So that's when I thought, you know, if I was able to do 50% account growth with $100, what's going to happen if I throw in more money? You know what I mean? 50% account growth in like a couple weeks or a few weeks, whatever, is a lot. So obviously I dumped in more money and like any serious trader out there, I ended up losing most of it or around half, 45% to be exact. I lost 45% of my account balance from December until March. So in three months, lost 45%. And then I spent the rest of 2019 building that back. But I didn't get that, you know, consistency in wins until around April. And during April at that time is, you know, I wasn't taking Upwork that seriously. So I got in touch with Ryan again. I'm like, hey, let's hop on a call. Let's uh, give me a little refresher. And in April, I ended up signing my first two social media marketing paid clients back to back. Literally, like I signed the first one and then a day later, I had another meeting, signed that one as well. And at that point, I made more than McDonald's was paying me. I was making more than Forever 21 was paying me at the time as well. So I ended up quitting Forever 21 and I only focused on that. And around that time as well, that's when I started selling the one-off fitness programs that came a month after that came in May. I started selling those because I still wanted to do the online coaching, but I had to give myself some type of credibility and build my personal brand. So I just started selling, you know, cheap programs to people. And, you know, that was a ride too, because starting out, I was literally selling like anywhere from zero to one program a month. And then something clicked, a giant snowball effect came and I was selling three, four, five, six programs every single day. So I was really keeping busy and just the sales were coming in constantly so yeah that spring spring of 2019 it was definitely a very high point and definitely the highest point in 2019 because during the summer i kind of just lost all my momentum okay you know i was still doing work but i was doing the minimum you know i was selling i was still selling workout programs i was still writing those but you know i ended up losing both my social media marketing clients in a span of one to two months you know, they just didn't need my services anymore, had nothing to do with me. You know, they left a good Upwork review, which is good, (laughs) helped my profile out. But, you know, I lost them. Trading, I'm still working on getting back to break even because like I said, I lost 45% of my account. And then, you know, I just lost so much momentum. And in August, that's kind of when any bit of momentum I had just vanished. The only thing I was doing at the time was trading because like I said, I was literally in love with it. Like 
as I'm recording this episode, speaking, I'm literally looking at a chart right now, monitoring price. You know, that's just how much I'm into this. But yeah, but even that, I was just doing the minimum. Like I would get my weekly objective and then I just I just call it a week. You know, I wouldn't do any further education. I wouldn't do journaling. I wouldn't do all that stuff to help me become a better trader. I was just, you know, make the percentage gain that you're trying to get. Call it a week. And the rest of the time was just spent like sitting around, watching YouTube videos, hanging out with friends. I wasn't doing anything. Like my income went from like being able to quit my part-time job to like zero at this point. So I was like, yo, you really need to get your stuff together. You're almost 21. I'm 21 now, but at the time in November, 2019, that's kind of when I had an entire epiphany. It's like, man, you're almost 21 years old. You need to get your stuff together. So what ended up happening was, you know, from November up until even now, I just did not see anybody. Obviously, like I'm not seeing anyone right now because of the pandemic, but before this pandemic started, so let's say, you know, from November to February, let's keep that our timeline. The only thing I was focused on was my goals. I was prepping for my powerlifting meet at the time. I'd show up to the gym all the time. With um, the fitness stuff, I finally switched to one-on-one starting in January of 2020 and the new year, I saw my first um, one-on-one client. So I signed my first one-on-one client. And um, yeah, from there too, because what happened was in 2020, beginning there, that's when I finally recouped all my trading losses, which was really, really nice. So I was finally able to, you know, become consistently profitable, okay? I was breaking even, I was making more than my initial balance, which was really nice. On top of the fitness stuff. And then, you know, I wasn't doing social media marketing at the time. You know, I'll dive into that like at the end. But, you know, things were looking bright. So, yeah, that's just kind of the entire 2019 year, 2018 year. As of 2020 right now, what's going on at the moment because of what's going on in the world, um, I just... You know, I put everyone's fitness memberships on pause, but I am working on some ebooks, okay, that I'm planning to release once gyms open because I just feel like that's the right time. And with these ebooks, I am planning to donate 70% of all profits to charity. Obviously, that's subject to change as I keep releasing more ebooks. It could be more donated, it could be less donated, but this is just what I have, you know. It's good to keep my personal brand up while still, you know, giving back, you know, because I still want to do some type of charity work. Trading, you know, I'm making withdrawals at this point because I recouped all my losses. I've not had a single red month. So every single month has been net positive in trading. And as far as social media, I'm kind of, you know, chipping away at that. So I'm kind of, let's just put it this way, fitness and social media marketing, I'm using that to kind of support myself and have consistent cash flow while I keep making the trading work. Because obviously with trading, it makes money to make money. Okay. And the more money you have, the more you're going to make. So why not just make as much as possible outside of it while I'm still making money trading? Does that make sense? So yeah, I'm green every month. I'm making withdrawals. Finally, you know, I wasn't able to do that all of 2019 because I was net negative, right? So yeah, that's kind of where I am as far as 2020. You know, I'm I'm not going to say how much I make. You know, people are probably wondering that. I will never say how much I make. But the clue I give is like, look, 
I don't work a part-time job. I haven't worked a part-time job since I quit Forever 21 last year, April. So, you know, we're in May right now, May 2020 as of this episode. And I quit Forever 21 last year, April 2019. So, yeah, just to kind of recap everything I talked about. My high school experience, terrible. My college experience, it wasn't bad, but, you know, I wanted more. So I ended up dropping out of college. I was a McDonald's janitor for about six months. I found a lot about myself, learned a lot of lessons during that as well. I I went through, you know, I spent all of 2019 nitpicking at social media marketing, trading, fitness. I had to end up prioritizing, and that's exactly what I did. I ended up prioritizing trading, and I kind of left the other two on the side to kind of just support myself and, you know, stay in touch with people because with trading, it's... It gets lonely, you know, it's just you and a screen. And yeah, in 2020, I'm at a point where, you know, I don't need a part-time job, thankfully. Okay, you know, I haven't had one in a year. And, you know, if I do plan to get another one, it's not, hopefully it's not because I'm doing bad or anything. It's just because, you know, I want to accelerate my growth. So I just, you know, dump in more money to what I got going right now. So yeah, like I'm super grateful for any everything that's happened and, I'm just going to keep working. It's it's all I can really do. (laughs) So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you got some value out of this. Hopefully, you know, some of you might have even related to this. And it could have maybe even answered some of your questions that you had about me. So yeah, that's me. That is my story. That is basically where I came from in my entire background. So you finally know who is behind this entire podcast. And, you know, this should give you an idea of why I even started this because you know, I just got so much value out of my time as a starting entrepreneur. And I just want to keep sharing that value to the people. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And I'll catch you guys next week for the next episode. Take care. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you did, go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen. And I'll catch you guys next Monday.